This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma. I, I love, um, you know, our, our counterparts at the city, which, you know, I'm, I, I'm so grateful that they focus on kind of permanent long-term public art. Um, but I'm also, <laughs> I really enjoyed doing the temporary stuff because it allows us to be so flexible and responsive to the changes within our community. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Doug Mackey. Producer Doug Mackey, is the world on fire anymore? How are no, we doing? Right now, right now there is a whimsical bovine uh, jumping over the moon. Yes, Doug usually has a creative, uh, creative Zoom background, <laughs> and uh, for a long time this year, it was the world on fire. But I guess maybe things are, are slightly improving. Is that what that you know? Is, I would is say. So I'd say my my focus is shifting. My attentions are being consumed by something else. Yes. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving, Doug? Producer Doug. I'm probably going to cook a full on meal minus the pie, which I bought. Shame on me. And then either I'll probably take all of that over to my mother's, so she does doesn't have to leave the house. So it'll be my wife and my mother and I. That's a really nice thing. Our family, um, we're going to, we're, we're going to buy it. We're just going to get it and bring it in. And it's just going to be the four of us. So happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, let's get to our interview with uh, Michael Lang of Spaceworks, who is going to talk to us about what's happening with uh, our creative entrepreneurs, our artists, and gives us some good tips for uh, Small Business Saturday and buying local uh, this weekend. Let's give it a listen. All right. We are here uh, to talk about Spaceworks and the creative economy in Tacoma with Michael Lang uh, of Spaceworks. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome back. You were on, I don't know, maybe a year ago, something like that. That's right. Um, and uh, Spaceworks was probably in a very different spot at that point. We didn't, hadn't, uh, pandemic was just a board game <laughs> and things were very different. Uh, how have things been going for you and Spaceworks over uh, these last few months? Yeah, it's, it's actually really hard to kind of summarize the eight, nine months of the pandemic like, succinctly. I, right. I feel like well, let's just talk about right now then. <laughs> yeah, like right now, I would say we're, we're in a good spot. I think that we continue to find our services needed within the community, um, especially with the business support that we provide. Um, a lot of our art by nature is, is public art and outdoor art. So I think that seems to have worked really well um, during a pandemic um, when we're all physical distancing or we have to be outside. Um, so I feel like um, there's a strong need within the community and we've been able to kind of pivot and adapt some of our programs to respond to those needs. Um, so I think there's that sense of urgency and purpose behind the work that we do. And we're all fortunate enough to be employed and to be providing those services back to the community. For those who are listening and maybe didn't hear the last episode or Spaceworks is a new concept to them, what is Spaceworks? Yeah. What are so those space- vital services? Right. 
So SpaceWorks is a program of the Tacoma Pierce County Chamber, which I think surprises some people. And we've been around for about 10 years and we exist to provide training and support to artists and creative entrepreneurs. And we were really kind of born out of the, um, the last recession back in 2010, a creative response to all of the um, boarded up or all the empty storefronts um, downtown and trying to fill those spaces with art and businesses. And um, as, the, as, the, as the program grew, um, we started adding business training. We launched a gallery. We do murals. Uh, we have a co-working space with affordable studios for artists. So we really try to kind of center ourselves as a kind of a pillar of the creative economy and recognizing that artists and creatives are business owners too, um, which I think is probably why we're well positioned within the chamber. Yeah, it's a really good fit for um, taking the skills that a lot of artists don't have and using the chamber to help them. And, you know, I always think of, um, I was going to, well, you know, the, 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 the guy who created, uh, he made a video game and he sold it to the Angry Birds people. He's, he was in Tacoma for a while. Like, yeah. like the creative economy has real um, possibility to create wealth in a community um, that's not just the traditional way that people think of. Um, and that's one of the reasons that, and, and, you know, for listeners who don't know, I've been through SpaceWorks. My wife and I had, <laughs> uh, went through there with, with our business. She's still doing it. I've, I've moved on to new things, but it's, it's such a great uh, business training uh, ground, a great place to meet other creative people. And as you yeah. said, those, those are more vital than ever um, right yeah, now during, and- during this pandemic. And you really hit on like the relationships that you make through that process. And I think for me, that's one of the defining features of our creative economy here in Tacoma is the how, how small the businesses are. We're talking micro enterprises. So five employers or fewer, but how um, wide of an ecosystem, wide of a net in terms of collaboration. And I think we see that so much in our cohorts and in in the businesses that we support, how much they employ each other. And you're just kind of recycling and keeping kind of income. You're, you're keeping uh, money here within our own community. And uh, yeah, that's that's super exciting for me. Yeah, it really is. And uh, maybe we, we talked a little bit about how Spaceworks is doing, but what's your sense of how, you know, the, these these micro businesses, as you call them, of doing? For some mm-hmm. people, it might be their, you know, it's a micro business, but it's, it's their livelihood. And in yeah. other cases, it might just be like their side hustle that they someday want to build into that. But you are closer to a lot of these organizations than anyone probably that I can think of. How are these little little organizations and businesses doing right now? Uh, I think that they are, um, I mean, struggling, right? Like that, sure. like bottom line, like businesses are struggling. Um, retail, especially if you're in the food industry or restaurant and like your business models are completely being upended. Um, and any, yeah, there's also a range. So I, I like to share that, like, you know, I, I did a kind of a walking tour and checked in with some businesses recently. And, you know, I talked to, to um, Jenny at Jade & Co. She has a new location on 6th Ave and she, sell, um, she sells uh, houseplants. And that is a really good business to be in. During it makes a, a lot of we sense. Are, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're all stuck at home uh, and looking to surround ourselves with life and greenery and hope. Um, and, and then I, you know, I also check in with... Um, RR at Tinkertopia and Liz at Stocklist. And there, they're much more dependent on the foot traffic for the UWP campus and also the museums that are yeah. downtown. Yeah. And so they are seeing decreased revenue. I think, you know, 
at one point, you know, only seen $20 come in, uh, during the day. Um, and that's just really hard when you still have the, um, kind of same expenses, like, like rent, um, yep. you know, and even though there's some rent relief and, and other, um, other ways of support, but, um, so I, I share all that because even though it's the same pandemic, how it manifests itself really depends on, um, businesses. Yeah. It does feel like, um, some people just by circumstance got, you know, got lucky in the, the sense that their service is still something that people want and other people it's like, as, as you said, like if, if, you know, there's no, if there's no people outside, what right. are you going to do? And and that's not, um, you know, that's not something you can plan, plan yeah. for. Like, yeah. And what's, in, what's interesting is that, you know, we also, we, we're also in the business of launching new, new businesses, like through our incubator program. So we're both simultaneously trying to provide support to existing ones, but also with some rubber funding, we are, um, training up new businesses. And we've still seen an increase. We've still seen desire to launch new businesses. And I think because, unfortunately, because people have been unemployed or maybe you're just at home and you're reflecting more about what it is you're passionate about, we have seen an increase in people wanting to apply for our programs. And so I'll just give a quick little plug. We have another kind of application period open for our 12-week uh, training program where you learn how to write a business plan. Um, and so those applications are due on Monday, on November 30th. So if you're hearing and you're interested, use your Thanksgiving weekend <laughs> to, uh, to get those applications in. And that is uh, the program that uh, Mary and I went through and again, found, found that that cohort model working with other people, Correct. you know, uh, was, was really helpful. Um, and, you know, Many nonprofits, uh, sorry, nonprofits. I'm so often <laughs> many small businesses, artists. Um, business plan seems really formal, um, and you might never present it to a to a funder or to a bank or anything like that. But everything that you learn going through that process is the real value there. It's not necessarily a document at the very end. Yeah, yeah, and and just like and what a gift. I mean, sometimes I think people, especially creatives, need the need ways to keep themselves accountable, right? Cause there, there's a lot of work involved in running a business and spending time to go through your financials. Um, that's not the sexy part of being a business owner, but it really does help you be more successful. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that is one of the programs that I'm most familiar with because as mm -hmm. I said, I've been through it, but, um, it's also, I think, worth worth mentioning that that SpaceWorks does have that roots in in the arts, and has you know like a, a gallery space that I know you ran for a while, and there have been some some changes there as well as uh, you know some outdoor murals, and maybe we can talk about some of that because I think it's really interesting, all the different uh, pies that uh, pies that SpaceWorks has a finger in. Is that am I saying that <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like we have like three different business models. Right. Um, Yes. Yeah, so SpaceWorks has essentially three programs. We have our business incubator, we have our co-working program, and then we have our artscapes program. And I'll, let me just give a quick shout out to my amazing staff. We've got Jennifer English, who runs our incubator. She's an alumni of SpaceWorks. Gabriel Brown runs our artscapes. And then Kiara Daniel uh, runs our co-working and then some of our kind of community-led projects. Um, so with our artscapes program, uh, we traditionally had our the Woolworth windows that we would activate um, with art installations, uh, temporary murals, and then also the gallery, the 950 gallery on 11th and Pacific. Yeah. And we pretty much closed the gallery um, right away um, because we can't, you know, we can't really... Who's going in there, yes. Exactly. Um, and it's kind of left 
it's been empty since and probably people are wondering like what's going on with the gallery. So I am excited to announce that we are launching an artist residency program that uh, we'll put out the applications in December and we will look for, uh, we'll be doing five month residencies um, pretty much from like February through um, June will be the first round. So um, it's a great space. It's a corner unit, you know, lots of great windows. Lots of visibility. Yeah. Yeah. And so we really want to highlight the art, the practice and the craft of being an artist. Um, so it, it is a little bit of a fishbowl. So I think people need to be a little bit comfortable kind of like putting that creative process out on display. Um, and so part of the residency will be just having complete, you know, freedom and use of that space. Uh, but they will also be expected to um, do a window installation across the street at the Woolworth building. So it's combining a little bit of a um, couple of our programs. Uh, so we're just able to kind of control the kind of COVID safety aspect of that space by limiting it to um, the, the residency. Sure. Now you might say, Michael, that's a lot of space for one person. And we are highly encouraging teams or pairs of artists to kind of go in for there. So I would say if you're a public artist and you're interested in kind of like activating the downtown corridor, if you're looking to like have an awesome amount of a, a good amount of space, um, to kind of do your work, um, you'd be a great candidate for that program. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. and then I also want to talk about the murals because, um, you know, Tacoma, Tacoma over the last uh, several years has been adding a lot of murals, but I understand that Spaceworks has been uh, really a key in that. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we joked that we wanted to do 20 murals in 2020. And that was pre-pandemic. And uh, I think we're close to 25. Wow. So we, 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 we hit that. And wow. that was not, not necessarily by design. Right. Uh, so back... And, and honestly, I do think that these murals, uh, the rap, so I'm going to talk about the rapid mural program, which okay. was created in response to the pandemic. And I do think that out of all the things that we've done this past year, um, this rapid mural program may be what we're going to be remembered for, which is a good thing, actually. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, back in late March, um, the downtown Tacoma partnership with David Schrodel, who's also my boss, uh, he reached out and asked, um, you know, we had businesses that are boarding up because of all the uncertainty um, with the pandemic. How quickly can you get a mural up? And typically, the mural process is months in the making. There's community planning, there's drafts, you know, there's review, there's the actual installation. Well, we're like, well, a week, I think we can get these up pretty quickly. Right. Um, and so what we ended up doing is we created a system where we recruited artists to be on this roster and they created um, kind of pre-planned or pre-approved designs. And they needed to kind of be installed very quickly, you know, something you can install within a day. And then we made those designs available to business owners. So if a business or property owner boarded up a business, they then kind of selected from this roster kind of these pre-approved designs said i want this one i want this one from Cyrae, or i want this one from, from mindy barker or from gerardo pena uh, from nori um and then we would re- we'd work with artists and then they would you know get the permissions or right. we would get the permissions and then they would do the installation and we kind of had a kind of sliding payment scale so we worked um for you know based off of how many four foot by eight foot panels were um, were, were used to cover up the window. Um, and 
what I thought was interesting about this project was that the downtown Tacoma partnership does have, uh, um, they have a, a commitment to removing graffiti downtown. And because you put, if you put a blank plywoods downtown, you're going to invite more graffiti. Sure. So they proactively said, well, instead of the funding used to, for the graffiti removal, we'll use those same funds to actually pay artists as a preventative measure for that wow. unwanted graffiti. Right. I mean, that's a little bit of kind of this. This is like the administrative oh, like, I, behind yeah, the scenes. Of yeah, 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 but that's how but things happen. If you don't do totally. that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we found a funding source. We found willing partners, you know, obviously the, the businesses wanted this. The artists, of course, were looking for ways that they can support the community. We provided a revenue stream for the artists. Um, and then, of course, the, the public just benefited by more, more art during such a really kind of dark, traumatic un- time of uncertainty. Um, so that kind of continued through April and May. Um, and then the killing of George Floyd and locally with Manuel Ellis happened. Yeah. And the content and the environment that these murals existed in changed dramatically. Yeah. And the reason why some businesses started to board up were no longer because of the pandemic, but perhaps perhaps because of fear of protests or riots. And so a very different motivation or starting point for boarding up. And the, what the community needed to see and to say also changed as well. So if you think about kind of you know, murals as platforms of power. Um, you know, I think when you, sh- when a property owner or when a business owner shares those, those spaces, share those walls with local community artists, um, that in my mind is a form of distributing that power and allowing that, um, those spaces to be shared with the community. So um, we intentionally, you know, worked with Tiffany Hammonds, for example, sure. and who in turn partnered with the Black Student Union at UWT and kind of just said, you know, kind of create, you know, work, um, you know, create work that responds to what's happening in society. Um, and and it, as another, as a specific example of like how the, the messaging had to change, um, we had this really great mural f- um, from Angela Larson, who, um, and it featured, uh, let's say, a pot of orca whales that uh, had the little speech bubble that said, this too shall pass. Now, that works really well for a pandemic. Um, but if imagine that with a, you know, a, a street filled with protesters marching by, that's an incredibly insensitive uh, comment for um, the racial reckoning that's happening, um, this awareness that's happening within our own community. Um, so she was able to adapt that design to use the same kind of motif, but rather than the phrase, this too shall pass, it's shifted to um, still we rise, hmm. which kind of works in both scenarios, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so for me, that was an important kind of pivot to the program. I think the mechanics kind of remained the same, but the artist and the messaging was able to respond to um, to the changing conditions. Where, and in where you, general, okay. uh, I, I would just say that, um, you know, that is the value of temporary art. I, I love, um, you know, our, our counterparts at the city, which, you know, I'm, I, I'm so grateful that they focus on kind of permanent long-term public art. Um, but I'm also, <laughs> I really enjoyed doing the temporary stuff because it allows us to be so flexible and responsive to the changes within our community. Yeah, I've I've always really been a fan of of temporary public art. Um, you know, Madison Square 
in uh, Park in New York, you know, has a, mm-hmm. a piece every summer, a different piece every summer, you know, like it changes your space when you yeah. encounter art in, in different ways. Uh, does Spaceworks have something to do with the, the, the Justice for Manny Ellis mural in, on the hilltop? We do not. Okay. No, um, that's a that's a great example where, you know, community members coming together to 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 make that happen. And I also like Space Earth is by no means the only um, organization or group of people that is putting public art, art out and community responsive art out into the community. Um, and uh, like hope, hope there's another campaign. Hope grows here. Um, that um, was also that is also happening. Yep. And I, um, I love that the city empowers creatives to, to put art out into the world. So um, I'm happy that Spaceworks plays a role in it, um, but... Um, you yeah, don't have like, to do everything. <laughs> oh, God, we can't. <laughs> like, please don't let us be the bottleneck for that kind of creativity. Right, 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 right. I think one of the things you said that I re- really responded to, and I think a lot of organizations and artists and everyone is feeling is, is that sense of like, what used to take months now, it's like, well, can we get it done by Thursday? I mean, like, because <laughs> if it's done by Friday, it might not be relevant anymore. Uh, yeah. There's just such a, a real, a real change of time and how, and how we're all uh, approaching things. So it's definitely been a, a fascinating experience and I'm sure leading a nonprofit right now is, uh, is quite an experience as, as well with Spaceworks and that kind of program work that you have to do there. So that's correct. Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. I want to take a quick sponsor break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, uh, you know, the future of, uh, of Spaceworks and businesses as we get out of uh, the pandemic and maybe your own art as well. Cause I know you've got some things, so uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. And I've been a member of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid, really. My parents set up a savings account for me, and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big bank, it was from TAPCO, and I still have that too. What I appreciate about TAPCO is they are intensely local. Just like Channel 253, TAPCO keeps its focus on Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy-to-reach branches and ATMs in the Tacoma area, and when I don't want to drive, I just use their online or mobile banking. To this day, TAPCO helps parents teach kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings, not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, Check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to Tapco for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsor. And thank you to the members of Channel 253 who are supporting this podcast and all the others in the network. We are Tacoma-focused, and uh, we appreciate your support and supporting an independent media organization that is covering what's happening in the city of destiny with your support uh four dollars a month or forty dollars a year uh you can really help us keep going uh during this uncertain time channel 253.com slash membership all right michael lang um i want to just maybe before we get into the future and things you mentioned earlier that a lot of people during this time might be uh starting you know jobs from home, new or uh, new businesses from home, new artistic endeavors. And it sounds like you've done that as well. You've been doing a little, a little <laughs> dabbling in the arts. Is that true? 
Yes. Um, I've, you know, so I went to art school. I've always had my own kind of creative outlet. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, it's probably expressed through gardening <laughs> most recently. Um, but I think because of the weather and the changing season, it kind of focused internally and, um, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it, but I'm, I will also pivot away from it. If you don't <laughs> mind, just because like, um, I never want to use my kind of platform in my position uh, as Spaceworks program director to like kind of um, kind of like promote myself. So I'm going to use this as an excuse to highlight some of the other artists we work with. Long story short, um, Jackie Costello with Creative Colloquy reached out this past fall and she was looking for an artist to kind of do a, a creative interpretation of some of the um, writing that's going to go on her kind of upcoming volume. So she assigned me a poem and I did a watercolor drawing and holy cow, that was a catalyst for so much art that I started kind of just, it just, you know, like I said, the change in seasons and it's kind of what I needed to do. And then that, um, that kind of launched into its own beast of projects after hours. And, uh, yeah, like it, it feels good to kind of be like the artists and entrepreneurs we support of kind of launching my own little Etsy page. So yeah. I know, but I think that's all I'll say. If you, if, you're, if people are interested, they can find me and I'm happy find to you, find you on Instagram. We don't have to, to hawk your wares or anything like that. I respect that you're trying not to blend different sides, but I Thank think you. it, it is, um, it's meaningful that the, that the, that the director of space works is also kind of going through the similar journey as people who are, um, you know, who are in your incubators and things like that. Like, like that's, that's totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the thrill of getting a you know a sale a notification that is that is real like that, yeah. that is a good thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's you know five dollars or or five hundred. It just feels like wow, someone paid me. You know, someone someone likes this enough to 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 do this. It's a really meaningful. That's thing. correct. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So I'm curious if if we could fast forward. You know, how do you think? Uh, the spaceworks businesses, the artists, the creative entrepreneurs are are going to do getting out of this. I know, you know, we talked about a range of how the pandemic has it affected it. If, if you were going to look forward to, you know, the next six months or 12 months or whatever we think this yeah. is going to be, what's your prediction on how things are going to kind of shake out? I had a really interesting conversation with the folks at Fern and Foster up on, on Hilltop. And I was telling them about, um, you know, there's a ton of commercial real estate coming online through the new development up on Hilltop. Um, and that, which that, development uh, is that, or are you talking about one in particular, or just in general, in general. So there's four developments happening. Um, three of them, um, Coes, Forterra and Tacoma housing authority have made commitments for, um, supporting black owned businesses in those spaces. And there's about 115,000 square feet of new retail space coming online, but wow. it's coming online. That's a lot. Then, yeah. It's coming online. Um, you know, 2022, 2024, and so I was, I was mentioning that to um, Danielle at Fernand Foster and she had a really great point. She was like, that's great, but we need help now, yeah. right? Like we can't, like, we need that support now in order to be, you know, successful in those spaces two years from now. And so I'm a little cautious of like trying to be like looking to the crystal ball and kind of painting a rosy picture. Um, I think this pandemic kind of forces everyone to kind of just like, 
stop doing five year strategic plans and do a like six month strategic yes. plan. What right? gets me through through three months from now exactly. Yeah. So like I might like ref, you know, I might like try to answer that question, like what can we do now to support small businesses um so that they can still be around to take advantage because we know there's gonna be more opportunities sure. in the future, right? I mean I I do suspect that we're gonna see either more commercial real estate come online um, or, or lower rents. And that's, that's an uninformed crystal ball. Well, at the um, same time, you know, the, the, a lot of these businesses are already pivoting to online, so they may not need, yeah. you know, some of that commercial space. You can, su- you can support, you know, a, a local economy, you can buy local, yeah. um, and you might, you know, never need a retail storefront to do that. The, there's a lot of really fascinating examples. Uh, you know, there's, I, I'm, there's a pizza of a company, you know, that opened recently that, that doesn't have a storefront, you know, he has, it runs yeah. a commercial kitchen and it's all delivery and, and there's no place to, there's no place to get it, you know, like, so, so to speak. And what a, what a fascinating thing that is, but you know, that's essentially what everyone's doing right now. So. I, I agree. I think we're going to, we are going to see more of that. And we joked that, you know, there might be a, a space works program where we just offer a shipping distribution center. So if you're a, ma- if you're a maker, <laughs> that, is, that is smart. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you buy into this kind of co-op membership and you can show up with your products and we'll provide the boxes and the shipping material and the label maker. Um, maybe you have a, you, you can rent a, a post office box um, and, and yeah, that's, that's where you, like, that's, 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 it, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant because, <laughs> you know, I, for a long time I would send out my own books, um, right. and it was such a pain and I it never felt like whatever I was getting for shipping and handling was worth it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I've, um, I've just gone to the point where it's like, I don't want to sell my own stuff anymore. Like go to King's books or go to Amazon. Exactly. Or like, like yeah. I don't want to have to do it because it's, it's a pain it's and such a hassle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have distribution centers I can use, but for people who, um, need to do that. I can see that. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, moving to that virtual, not virtual necessarily, but just, uh, that online experience right. for a lot yeah. of those things. I think my, I mean, my biggest recommendation for people is, I mean, it, it's, it's shop local you know, do all of your holiday shopping with small businesses here in Tacoma. Well, let's, and, let's talk about that because right now sure. we're coming up on small business Saturday and, yeah. you know, black Friday, all of the doorbuster sales aren't really happening, you know, in person anyway. So, you know, you can start your small business Saturday on Friday if you want to, <laughs> but I'm curious, uh, uh, there, I know that, that Spaceworks is part of some, some groups to, to get, to promote that, you know, for artists and small businesses during the holidays, mm-hmm. where would you point people who want to do that, uh, this, this weekend? Yeah. I mean, one is like, if you think about like where you like to go shopping in person, they, that those spaces probably have their own website where they're doing online sales. So, you know, whatever your favorite business that you want to stay, want to stay open a year from now, like start, start there. If you are looking for um, specific businesses or other businesses, um, there's a few websites and I can send you the links and you can add it into the show notes. Okay. Um, there's uh, shop downtown Tacoma which is a new one from the downtown Tacoma partnership. Nice. And there they make it really easy to, um, uh, just to buy products directly from, um, downtown stores. That one does have a downtown footprint. So obviously Tacoma is more than just the downtown yes. core. Yes. So you go to make it Tacoma.com. They have a new, um, a new, um, directory called celebrate Tacoma where you can look across um, the entire city and look at, uh, you can do searches for, if you're looking for women-owned businesses or minority-owned businesses, you can find them that way. And then Spaceworks has, we have our own creative directory that we launched um, 
this past spring. So I'll say it's the one that's the oldest of those three. And that is tacomascreatives.com. Okay. It doesn't roll off the tongue easily. I apologize, but there's an S after Tacoma and an S after creative. Um, and that is uh, a listing of creative talent here. And that is a mix of both um, businesses and also individual artists. And it's a highly visual searchable directory. So you can, um, and I'll just link to people's direct websites. And so you can support them that way. That's awesome. Um, I, let me uh, just check something here real quick. Yeah, I really am, am excited about what I see in Tacoma with uh, the support for the local businesses. I've often said that, that you know, Tacoma has that, um, you know, there's, there's competition, but there's also a real, you know, we're in this together vibe. Yeah. And that that's, you know, that's dated from many years ago, you know, being the, this, the, the, the second city to Seattle or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Um, but I think that during a time like this, if we can show how we can, can keep these businesses af- afloat, as you said, you know, like, you know, if you want this to be around a year later, right. Um, now's the time. Now's the time to support them. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. There is an asterisk I want to put on that recommendation that I think I don't see talked about often, which is um, there's a lot of marketing around shopping local and supporting local. And yes, that absolutely needs to happen. And these businesses also need support at the um, city, county, state, and federal level as well, right? So like in the same breath, I'm saying yes, shop local and also contacted your elected officials and tell them to continue to pass relief packages for small businesses, right? Because they're the ones that can offer a $10,000 grant, right? Imagine trying to increase $10,000 in sales revenue. Like what's going to be like, you know, think about like what's going to be a little bit easier for a business. So it's, it's those big support and safety nets that are really important. I think that we need to continue to advocate for. And I say that because, you know, so many consumers within our community are facing uncertainty with their own financial um, well-being. Um, they might have a, uh, you know, a family member that has lost a job or they're underemployed or, you know, they have their own debts and, and, and challenges. So uh, I just don't, I don't want to put saving small businesses exclusively on the residents of Tacoma. It's, it's so much bigger than that. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, people who are, who are hurting right now financially can't, you know, aren't, aren't going to be able to do it. Um, right. and we need, we need broad, broad relief. It feels like that, uh, a lot of other countries, you know, I've been reading, we're passing, you know, here's a monthly, here's something monthly. And they started it in March and we haven't, yeah. we haven't done that. It was a one-time thing. So hopefully there's something we can do. That's a good, good point. Uh, this is usually the time where I ask someone to Name, you know, name an organization or a person in Tacoma who's doing an amazing job that you want to give a shout out to. And just so you're not playing favorites, let's say it's no one in space work. So, uh, but I'm <laughs> sure. curious if there's, if there's some, some organization in the arts community or, or, you know, small business in the creative economy, uh, or a person who you just think is doing uh, outstanding work these days. I'm curious if you, uh, if you have want to give them a gold star. I can do two, right? <laughs> sure, sure, two, okay. but no more than two. No, no more two. than okay. two. So, um, one is uh, Tanya Duran mm-hmm. with Green Trike for the Children's Museum. Yeah. Yep. And the reason why I say that is actually because um, she made the decision back in like May to close the museum through 2021. Mm. And I remember thinking at the time, how dramatic, right? Like, 
Like that is like, that is like, that was just, I can't believe they're going to be closed for that long. And now like, I just so respect the decisiveness of that decision because she actually, because I think one of the challenges with this pandemic is that you're just, you're kind of living in a, you know, two weeks at a time, four weeks at a time. And there she gave herself, her board, her staff, you know, time, she made a decision and just you, it, it's a hard one, but you can plan around that decision. And so I think about that a lot, you know, where can I offer clarity and be decisive in such uncertain times, right? So there's one. Um, Tanisha Jumper with the city of Tacoma Media Communications. I just, I've had a chance to kind of interact with her, um, um, you know, Zoom calls and, and, I, and I just feel so, um, I've just been so impressed by her, her grace and her commitment. And I think she exemplifies the best in public service. Um, and, and I know that the employees of the city of Tacoma, and I used to be a, a former public servant. I used to work with the federal government and I know how much happens behind the scenes yeah. and sometimes how thankless that work is. And so, yeah, I just want to use this as a platform to kind of express my gratitude for her and the other public servants who are doing whatever they can to reduce barriers and to advocate for the needs of uh, people within our community. Yeah. Well, those are two very worthy uh, shout outs. So I appreciate it. Uh, if, if someone wants to learn more about uh, Spaceworks or what you're doing right now, especially that, uh, you know, you have some applications, where can they find mm -hmm. you? Spaceworkstacoma.com. Easy enough. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sharing more about Spaceworks and uh, the businesses and creative entrepreneurs and artists who are going through it. And uh, I hope the next time we do a podcast together, we'll be in... Uh, in the same room maybe might be a start so uh, let's just hope for that <laughs> and thank you for all that you do to support the arts and our creative community here it's it's an invaluable perspective and service you offer thanks michael good to talk did you know channel 253 is member supported I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Give Me the Mic. This is Channel 253.